0: This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Today, we are talking about the Packers' 31-24 Week 8 road victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. It's raining out. heads in chicagoland it's the best podcast about the green bay packers i'm mike fleshman that's matt Malumsetter hey. we are coming to you from matt mellum beautiful north side estate on a very rainy and overcast wednesday afternoon matt when i was when i was a little kid i thought that i was going to be a ghostbuster okay yeah and you apparently thought that you were going to slay dragons yeah no I, when i was a child when i was like six or seven i wanted
1: to yep. change my name to silver dragon slayer that's uh, very good and so you know I, I always thought that i would i would traverse uh our land in time to to a place where dragons rule the world but only i could overtake those <laughs> dragons become <laughs> the king of that
0: uh universe like hello i am six years old and I am ready to help. I've I've come to lay siege to the throne. My sword is plastic. (laughs) My sword is plastic, but ready to kill. I I love that state of being where your brain works well enough to, to realize that, like when you start having goals and ideas, when you start formulating plans, Mm -hmm. but your plans are based on like shit that does not exist.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I, you've reached the point where you're like, all right, I can plan things. I know what I want to do in a week, which is take over this kingdom. And then in two weeks I want to rule the entire planet. Um, but, you still don't realize really what is is, is out
0: in the world yet. What do you mean there are no dragons there's no dragons there's no kingdoms that I can rule Just a bunch of adults wondering what they're gonna have for dinner <sighs> That's all the real
1: world is yeah that's why I, I actually exist in the VR world now do you actually have no. you ever tried VR I've, I' well I've only uh, when I was in California they, they built this um, they built this, this Star Wars VR world like thing at Disney and and we went and we got in and and you would you'd strap on basically a computer to your back and a VR headset and right. they'd give you a gun and you were you would walk through a maze that's about the size of our, my house but it's been blocked off and constructed so that like in the VR world you see these walls and the walls are there and you can reach out and touch yeah, them Yeah you have the same impediments you have the same impediments like everything is really there but it's you know just a box instead of a, a, a robot drone or just a so it was All it was right. it was very interesting. You shot a lot of fake people that didn't actually exist.
0: They were they were fake. Um, I've seen amusement parks do this thing now where they're taking like their old normal ass roller coasters, yeah, and putting VR headsets on people oh, to like give them virtual reality experiences while they ride roller coasters. And I like roller coasters, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I think I. If oh, uh, I like, if I like virtual reality, it's sometimes virtual reality, especially like the the,
1: the roller coasters where you're like, it's just a screen, and your chair is shaking and stuff. Yeah. Oh, those make me sick. So I wonder how that roller coaster would go with like the, mm. you know, the whole headset and you're all, riding through the world on the. Rails. Yeah, I prefer
0: to see stuff. Yeah, I, I really like to coasters. see,
1: um, and not just like see. Graphics.
0: Yeah, you can get up real high and be like, "Oh, look, an industrial park."
1: Yeah, unless unless when I look out, uh, you know, when we get real high and I look out and there is a kingdom with dragons, then I'm in for the VR. Finally, <laughs> yeah, finally, uh, finally we found is. my world. Um, let me—I'm actually going to jump out of this this coaster and go save
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I I was really disappointed when I learned that ghosts were fake. Whoa, and I because Ghostbusters very important. Yeah. To young young Mike and and you know nowadays i'm one of those guys who like I, i'm not so much like adamant you know it's not political for me that ghosts are not real sure what about santa um santa's not real no. but, but like you know that you meet a lot of people who like are adults like me yeah. who have like visa cards and take you know take <laughs> sure. ubers and, and <laughs> yeah have, yeah <laughs> you know like own pants and have jobs who are like Ghosts are absolutely real, and I've seen four of them. <laughs> you know, and, and we'll say that to you with like a very like yeah. matter of fact intent, and I'm left going like, "Well, that's cool. I just have never seen I've a never ghost." I've never had that. What if you did? That would be awesome. Okay, <laughs> I would. I would. That'd be really cool because that would mean that things are more interesting than I presume that they are. Sure. Because you yeah. know, i I've, I've would- been. Like you, every once in a while, you feel strangely. Like you're yeah. in a place and you're like, I think I feel strangely. But then, yeah. you know, you realize that, like, oh, it's very cold in here. <laughs> sure. Or like the humidity has changed literally 35% yeah. in the, the last, pressure has last outside. 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a
1: weird pressure change outside. Uh, yeah. If we knew, if we found a ghost, if we trapped a ghost, I think everything would change. I think,
0: I think we'd. I think the world would crumble, possibly, if we captured a ghost. What if it was an alien? Because oh. apparently, like, yeah. You know, again, I'm I'm very agnostic on aliens as sure. well. Like, I'm not vehemently opposed to the idea that there there might be aliens. I'm just like the government's kind of stating a little more matter of factly, like, yeah, we don't know what's going on with some yeah. of these things that we observe in the sky. Yeah, and no one seems to care. Yeah, no one seems super worried. that, Because, like, didn't a couple like months ago,
1: like, the Air Force come out and be like, yeah, our yeah. pilots have seen a bunch of weird shit, and we don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, like, you know, maybe, yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe something fell off a counter over in the other room, but currently my crotch is on fire. Yeah. So I have other things to deal with. Sure, it's, sure. I think what's happening with aliens right now, like, I always wonder, like, are we going to be too busy when the real important stuff happens? Sure, like when the aliens land. When the aliens land, or, or you know, even if if more real, reality based <laughs> sure. catastrophes happen. Sure, the the coasts are overrun with with rising tides. Yeah, and <laughs> California was on fire, yeah. and you yeah. know, a con man from reality television was president. If that were to ever happen, if that were to ever happened, yeah. would we be ready if the aliens? Yeah, would it? we notice, or would we be recording podcasts about the Green Bay Packers? I don't think we'd notice. I don't, yeah, I don't think we'd notice either. It's a good thing none of that actually is happening. No. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers, they are very, very good. They're 7 1. Yeah, they're for real. Eight. They went down and played the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a lot of people, when they talk about this victory for the Packers, they'll mention that Patrick Mahomes did not play in this game for the Chiefs. And, you know, I think you have a very legitimate point. Sure, and that this was a different matchup than it was on paper at the beginning of the season, especially with the start of the season that the Kansas City Chiefs had when Mahomes was healthy, and now it's, it's been a couple of nagging injuries have sapped his energy a little bit before the most recent one, which took him out, but I won't really want to start on this idea, this overview of the game. I think my biggest bullet point for Kansas City is that Matt Moore... He's for real. played a real game. But no, Matt he's Moore, very good. Matt Moore's
1: for real. Matt, Moore, Matt Moore's been, uh, you know, he, he quarterbacked the Dolphins uh, a few years mm-hmm. ago um, in, I think it was Jay Cutler's absence. You know, he's he's been a, a totally fine backup for his whole career. He's been in the NFL for 12 years. You know, he's not, he doesn't have a monster arm. He doesn't have any, any you know, starter, starting quality, you know, physical attributes, but he, he makes his reads. He delivers on time. He, he throws a good ball. Um. No, Matt Moore is 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 not going to hamper this Chiefs team, especially with somebody like Andy
0: Reid, uh, calling the plays. Yeah, uh, I thought Andy Reid had just about the perfect game plan for Matt Moore, and when they had time, and when they had the whole playbook available, Moore was incredibly effective. Yeah. When they ran out of time, when it got down to crunch time, and when the Packers made certain adjustments. Mm-hmm. To take away certain things that the Chiefs were doing effectively all throughout the game, and Matt Moore had to go to read three. The whole, yeah, it broke down. Pressure, pressure is mm-hmm. going to
1: get to you from Green Bay. You know, if you're 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 going through that many reads and stuff, you know, this this defensive front can get pressure pretty quickly and pretty easily.
0: Yeah, and and with Moore, if he's delivering quickly, he's very very dangerous. And Andy Reid had a great game plan for him. The story of this game is just back and forth, punch, counter punch, all throughout the game, and the two plays that happened in this game that separated the Packers from the Chiefs and gave them a win were two of the most improbable plays yeah. I think I might have ever seen. And play one happened on third and nine at the forty five, Aaron Rodgers to Jake Kumaro on oh, the first yeah. drive of the game. What a throw. Oh,
1: unbelievable Just
0: perfect, yeah, and Kumaro catching the pass with a defender's arms around his like upper around torso. him, yeah, and like in front, you know, across the like the elbows, yeah whatever the inside of the elbows, the crook of your arms, yeah, sure, whatever that's called your op- your elbow opposite yeah you yeah, this thing, yes, this you know, thing. The, the the defender <laughs> had his arms in there, Kumaro pulls it in otherwise, and. Keeps his hand underneath the ball as he rolls over. Yeah, really stellar. Yeah, you know, there's a challenge on that, and it was it was upheld, and you know that's the point where you know Amy and all the cats leave the room as I'm just yelling, it stands. You know, yeah. like, we're gonna have to leave for this yeah.
1: one. we can't we can't do this. Um, yeah, no, what a, what a play! Just to, Aaron Rodgers
0: was was stellar in this game. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Aaron Jones with the next two plays to get it in for his first touchdown of the game, seven nothing Green Bay. Chiefs punt, Packers punt. Uh, Chiefs at this point are running really nice rhythm, plays with a lot of pre-snap motion, and uh, Tyreek Hill, just monstrous. And anything that you can do to get Tyreek Hill moving is the right thing to do. Yeah. And Andy Reid bringing him back into the backfield and across the formation multiple times before the snap. It's really smart stuff. Took him a while for them to get going. After the Packers Second possession where they punted. It was a uh, a, uh, a good return by uh, by this uh, young rookie, McCole Hardman, who was another guy that Andy Reid likes. Yeah, he's McCole Hardman's so fast. Mm-hmm. He's
1: you know he's he's not Tyreek Hill fast, but he is. He's a blazer. He can
0: just fly. Yep. He took it into Green Bay territory. Uh, the play actually the ensuing Chiefs drive goes backwards, but. Uh, Harrison Butker comes out to try a 50-yarder. Butker, one of the best field goal kickers out there. But uh, the rain and the various weathers Sunday night yeah. kind of gotten gotten his way a little bit. He misses it wide left, and so the Packers get the ball back. Good field position after the missed 50-yarder. And uh, how about Aaron Jones uh, with a 60-yard play? Actually, a 50-yard play. It was going to be a touchdown on a Jones run after catch, but... He stepped out of bounds, and uh, the Packers are now wearing, all, I think all of them are Everyone, starting to wear white yeah. shoes. Smart. Smart yep. position. After seeing, uh, seeing Kumaro last week, yeah. get the benefit of the doubt you because his white. shoes are the same color as the sidelines. Yeah. But um, in, instead, you've got uh, Jamal Williams punching it in after a fast Allen Lazard from the 10 gets to the 1, and all of a sudden, Green Bay's up 14 to nothing on Kansas City. Uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth at this point thought it was going to become a blowout. Yeah. They had the the call of the game. I love listening to Al Michaels. He's great. He's so good. It's not, he's not Kevin Harlan, who's my favorite sports Mm play-by-play guy out of anyone for any sport. But Michaels just, outside of that weird shit he said about Harvey Weinstein last year. Where all of a sudden, like, there was some kicker or punter or someone or a quarterback who'd had a bad week. And it was around the same time that, like, all this stuff was coming up about Weinstein. Or, oh, like, my God. Like, very real world stuff about yeah. Weinstein versus, like, a kicker or a punter who had had a bad game. Yeah. He's like, you know, here's this guy who's, you know, maybe only Harvey Weinstein's had a worse week than <laughs> Jesus him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I
1: mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Harvey did have a worse yeah, week than
0: a punter, th- but I think
1: by a, a yep. lot.
0: I, well, I guess yep. a lot of other people had bad weeks. Sure. <laughs> other than that last year, like Michael stays completely within himself, completely within the game. That's why, that's why he's so good. Yeah. Anywho, at this point, yeah, it's 14 or nothing, and immediately Kansas City wakes up and actually gets things going. Uh, Shady McCoy is the running back right now, and gosh, Matt, foreshadowing, was it last week that I was talking about McCoy? And ball position, how oh, he holds yeah. the ball when he runs, weird. Yeah. Weird. More on that later. Welcome <laughs> back, uh, Shady McCoy. <laughs> yes, indeed. But uh, you look at how this offense works. You know, Tyreek Hill short left pass for five yards, Kelsey for eighteen yards, Ty, you know, short to McCoy for four yards, Tyreek Hill for fourteen yards, five yards, four yards, two yards, and then tra- Travis Kelsey with the touchdown pass from the Green Bay 29 to get their first score. Green Bay punts on the next possession, and then Kansas City gets it right back, goes 62 yards again for another touchdown. Kevin King, again, a bit of a slow starter in yeah. games. Kevin King plays better in the second half than he does in the first. Yeah, and he, he, he struggled a little bit in this first half. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was on Tyreek
1: Hill for a big chunk of it. Um, just It's so hard to keep up with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's so hard to keep up with Tyreek Hill. I think the
0: Packers were trying to keep their defense fresh by not just putting Jair Alexander on Tyreek Hill. My armchair defensive coordinator take would be just put Jair Alexander on Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and just say, follow him where? Yeah, and just shut him down. But I think the problem is that Jair Alexander would die.
1: Yeah, Jair Alexander would run out of of gas. He'd run
0: out of juice about one quarter in. Uh, Tyreek Hill just flies all Mm -hmm. over the, the whole field. Mercole um, Hardman actually gets the pass, goes 30 yards for the touchdown, and we're tied up. Green Bay punts, and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, all the momentum is on Kansas City's si- side as they go 74 yards downfield on a drive that starts at their 16. Again, with this little stuff that then moves into mid-range stuff. Yeah. Andy Reid is so good at this little stuff, little stuff, sideline, sideline, downfield. Yep. He's so good at He'll this s- tempo and, the- yeah. and, and he- pacing.
1: You know, that's like the whole point of that West Coast system that he kind of runs. Is spread you horizontally to get you once deep, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and that works so well with Matt Moore. You know, he he doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have Pat Mahomes' arm where he can whip it 70 yards and, and, and not worry about it. But, you know, he can hit you deep if he needs to. And he he hit, hit Travis Kelsey for
0: 29 yards, hit McCoy Hardman for 30. Look at this stuff here on the 74-yard field goal drive. McCoy off the right end for six yards. Moore short left to Travis Kelsey for seven yards. Now you're spread out in both directions, incomplete up the middle for Bell. Second and 10, Matt Moore deep left to Tyreek Hill, 21 yards. And then all of a sudden, you know, a, another 25 yard strike on a short right pass to Hardman. Hardman with the run after the catch stuff. Yeah. Uh, talk about having a type when Brian Goodkunst has a type. <laughs> yeah. Brian Goodkunst's type is, is tall, tall, reachy, jumpy. Uh Andy Reed type is smaller, fast. Yeah. Good route runner. Yeah. As fast as 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 humans
1: can be. Uh yeah. No. Andy Reed. Andy Reid, Andy has got a
0: type for his offense in it. We we saw it work really yeah. well. Makes a lot of sense. And that's where we go to halftime after Butker gets a twenty eight yarder as the drive stalls. And this was another one of those those moments where the Green Bay defense, this is a low key important stop. Yeah, when this you got 1st and 10 at the Green Bay, 15. McCoy gets 5 at 2nd and 5 at the Green Bay, 10. Incomplete short right to Kelsey with Montravius Adams in coverage. All right, then. All cool. right, cool. <laughs> Great. Know. Good to hear. It was an interesting... All, all through this, I'm going to be talking about this game plan that, yeah. that Mike Patton had for this defense was everything was disguised. This defense has gone from something we anticipated Seeing it last year and seeing Mike Patton's general strategies as something that was going to be very simple, you know, yeah. play man safety over top blitz off the edge, yeah, and it has become very complicated. Yeah, with with uh, with some, uh, especially when you face these teams like the uh, the Chiefs who do who do all this sort of stuff. There's a bunch of different assignments and a bunch of different roles for everyone, and so Moore on this drive at the at the 10, looks for Kelsey, it's incomplete with Adams on coverage, and then more incomplete again, looking for Kelsey again with Kyler Fackerel on coverage, and you know, if you were to tell me that Montravius Adams and Kyler Fackerel would be the two guys in coverage against Travis Kelsey on a very important red zone stop. yeah, For the Packers, I would tell you no, that's a very in fact bad idea, Yeah, and we live in a world where ghosts exist, but instead, it Settled for a field goal, and Packers go into the locker room just down three. Yeah, it, you know, it's, instead it works. What we saw was was
1: you know a lot of putting six guys up, double doubling up in that a gap, putting two linebackers in that a gap, blitzing, bringing only three in pressure and dropping everyone else back. But those three were constantly changing. Whether it was you know a defensive tackle and two linebackers off the edge, whether it was uh, two inside line two inside linebackers and a and whether it was, you know, anybody on that line can pressure, but also you know Preston and Zedarius are so good in coverage that they don't have to just bring pressure every time. They can drop back. Same with Fackerel same with apparently even Montrevious Adams. Apparently uh, Adams, who uh,
0: was hurt for a little bit, seems to be working his way back into the rotation nicely. Another low-key defensive stop comes at the first possession of the second half. Chiefs are up by three points. They get the ball to start the second half. This was remarked upon by the broadcast crew again of, like, this is an important thing to maintain momentum Mm -hmm. for the Chiefs. And instead, drive stalls before, well, the drive stalls with a sack by Zadarius Smith on Matt Moore. And this was, again, where you started to see the, the difference in when you take away Matt Moore's first and second read and a quick throw offense and make him have to improvise, yeah, Matt Moore becomes a backup. Yeah. instead of instead of a you know a confident replacement level starter. Yeah, which is exactly what he looked like in the first half.
1: Yeah, and that's what he is. You know, if if you're if you're running a a, a system for him and he's cru- he's cruising, he's in rhythm, he can be a very solid uh, replacement level quarterback, but. Yeah, you're exactly right. You ask him to improvise and throw down field and make something happen. It's not the kind of guy he is. He's, Absolutely He's not. a game manager. He's not, he's not anything more, and that's what you expect out of a backup.
0: So the Chiefs have to punt and give it back to the Packers, who go 72 yards, have to settle for a field goal. This was on a Rodgers sack. There, were a lot, there was lots of talk before this week about, okay, so, of course, Patrick Mahomes is out. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of this interior line for the Cardinals, defensive line, their defensive front is out. Yeah,
1: and their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think they were missing their right, end, right
0: tackle end guard.
1: Um, so. But,
0: but Rodgers, this is a game where the, the thing showed up again. By the thing, I mean the thing where he stands there and thinks about throwing the ball yeah. and then doesn't throw the ball, which that takes care of itself later in this game. But... They settled for a field goal because Rodgers went down for the sack. Ogba came in, got it. Crosby, 35-yard field goal. Crosby's having an incredible year. He really is. And so at this point, you're tied. 17-17. Chiefs are getting the ball back and looking to establish something in the second half of the game. And on the first play from scrimmage, Sean McCoy not holding the ball well. Nope. Running right through the offensive line. Gets it stripped by Tyler Lancaster and Tyler Lancaster just reaches out and pounces on gets and creates the first turnover of
1: the game. Yeah, a massive play. You win the turnover yep. margin, you win the game. Yep. And, and you know we, we hear Matt LaFleur talk about it after every single game. It's the first thing he talks about in the locker room to his guys is, is what was the turnover margin? Do we win? We won the turnover margin, we won the game. That's how it goes.
0: This was something that I think just got completely lost because I was begging for it last year. I was begging for big plays from the defense. They yeah. didn't make them. The offense, nope. the Green Bay offense does not turn the ball over very frequently. And it's, that's a consequence of running backs who take care of the ball fairly well. Yeah. In, and, in Williams and Jones, they're not, they're not guys who are impeccable with not fumbling, but they're not guys with fumbling problems either. Mm-hmm. They're somewhere in that middle where it's yeah. completely acceptable. I think I think Aaron Jones had it, one of his first fumbles of his career
1: earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they've been really steady with it, and you combine that with a quarterback who just plain doesn't throw yeah. interceptions. I mean, like his last four have been tipped, and those four have come over two years, the last two seasons. You know it, it's a recipe for like the team takes care of the ball every single time they get it, um, and you win that turnover margin can't say it enough you're gonna win the game
0: it resulted in a lot of stalemates because the packers don't turn it over but a lot of that is due to some conservative decision making on Mm -hmm. offense Rodgers would much rather punt than throw an interception or try and force a throw yeah on the defensive side you have to give an offense like that favors like you just even the patriots who you talk so much about like their beautiful offensive system like their beautiful offensive system didn't beat the shit out of the browns this week their nope. ability to take the ball away from those idiots who run the Browns—that's <laughs> what <laughs> yeah them, beat the shit out of the Browns.
1: Well, I mean, if the Patriots didn't have an offense, you know, if they hadn't scored a single point all year, they'd be like they'd be four and three, I think. Yeah, their defense has scored enough points that they would be four and three without any offense, without ever having run an offensive play. But they're that good, and if you, you have a defense that can make plays like that, you can win games without needing an offense. If you combine an offense into it, you can be 7-1. and
0: one. Did you see Baker Mayfield literally pitch the ball to yes. Guy yeah. in the middle of the line? So I point turned point. my television off.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh my God, what play call was I that? I stood
0: up, I turned my TV off, and I went to go do my chores. Yep. Like, well, fun time is over <sighs> here on pronounce. Sunday afternoon. Anyway, Packers, McCoy coughs it up. Packers get a short field, 27 yards for the touchdown. Jamal Williams. And this is this is the throw catches the touchdown pass the throw I I don't understand what happened here because you know first play on this drive is a sack second play is a Roger scramble for 15 yards so you got first and 10 at the 12 incomplete Aaron Rodgers scrambles for 9 yards third and 1 at the 3 and Who the heck knows what happened? No one. Aaron Rodgers is falling to his right. He's literally falling. It's not like he's he, being escorted just, down. No, he's, he's being he's tackled. Falling.
1: He's being tackled. He's falling. He's being tackled, and he just kind of like flicks it. Like he doesn't extend his arm. It looks like his elbow's pinned against his uh, like side, and he just kind of flicks it with his wrist, um, and lands a perfect ball into a tiny square in the back of the end zone. Uh, to a, a diving Jamal Williams. You know, after the game. The very, very back of the end zone. The very, very back corner. It, it, it couldn't have been caught by anyone but Jamal Williams. It was a f- perfect throw. Um, you know, after the game, they asked him, like, were you throwing that away? Did you see something? And he said, um, you know, he thought he'd give Jimmy a chance to go up and get it. But if not, he saw a, a jersey flash in the back of the uh, end zone running behind Jimmy. And he thought, you know, if Jimmy can't go up and get this, then that guy will get it.
0: He thought two different things while falling over. Yeah, he went, oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, well, give it a shot here. I'll,
1: I always listen to Roger's like, post-game stuff, and it's uh, it's insane, the thoughts that he has yeah. while playing the game. Because, you know, I, you've played a sport before. I've played a sport before. I have. I don't think I ever had a thought while playing I, a it's sport. It's entirely instinct. It's yeah. pure shut, brain, off, go. Don't think, just do. And it's, you know, it's crazy to hear Aaron Rodgers go through like, well, this is what was happening in the left side of my brain. This is what was happening in the right side of my brain. And in the upper channel of my brain, this was happening. And so I decided that out of these calculations, I could make the throw and we'd be safe.
0: I knew I had one guy, but I knew he was covered. So I thought, <laughs> so I thought I'd put it up real high just to see if he could go get it. But then I saw another guy. Was running behind him.
1: (laughs) Behind him, and so I thought, well, he might be able to get it, too.
0: Ah. Puts the Packers up. They would never trail again in this game, although Kansas City would tie it. But at that point, it's 24-17. Momentum's back on the Packers' side, but the Kansas City Chiefs take it right back. And this was was where, you know, you get a lot of respect for the Kansas City Chiefs and what they bring out there because... They're willing to go blow to blow with a, a team that is pulling away yeah. this year. And it's just one of those, it's another redrive. It's it's so simple. Damian Williams off right guard, short left pass, Damian Williams up the middle, short left, deep middle. Like it's all over the place. You know, a a Matt Moore pass chart yeah. for this game is gonna go left, gonna go right. Going to be spread out everywhere. It's going to mm-hmm. be outside the numbers. It's going
1: to be over the middle. It's going to be you know every single part of the the field. Um, Andy Reid just
0: just makes such good use of all of his space. Yeah, one frustrating penalty on Tremon Williams on in the end zone on this uh, on this drive. Illegal hands. It was actually illegal hands. Yeah, uh, I I grant I grant you that <laughs> that occurred. Yeah. You uh, slapped him in the face. Yep. First and goal at the three, and Damian Williams. Runs it in, LaShawn McCoy, as was out of, out of Andy Reid's good graces at that point. Yeah, I don't think he saw another snap the rest of the game. Yep, so Green Bay gets it back. And first and 10 at the 25, Aaron Jones up the middle for eight yards. This is where, this is where I'm so impressed with how Matt, Matt LaFleur yeah. is using these two running backs this year. Early on in the game, they'll start with Jones, they'll give Williams time, then they'll bring both of them in yeah and then they'll then they'll sub them in and out and that means at the end of the game when you need first downs when you need runs to win yeah you've got guys who are ready to do it you've got
1: two guys who are warmed up fresh you mm-hmm. know it's 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 really hard if you don't get a bunch of downs and then you come in in the second half you know you, you get all juiced up for that first snap but then if you sit on the bench for a while you know if Aaron Jones starts off and he gets all the carries in the first two quarters, and then you ask Jamal Williams to come in and do some stuff in the third, you know, he's going to be cold. It's going to take some time for him to get into game rhythm. You play guys throughout the game. You mix them up. You lighten their loads a little bit. You split it between them. Throughout the game, you're keeping them warm. You're keeping them ready, um, but not using them so much that they're worn out by the time that fourth quarter comes around.
0: Aaron Jones catches this pass from Rodgers. It's just a little swing out. He's got blockers in front of him. When that ball hit Jones's hands, I said to my television, fuck you, he's gone. Yep, he's gone. Yep,
1: he's and gone. he was gone. He's, he's, there, there was a point in this run where he just, it looks like there's two Chiefs about to catch him, and then he just kind of like glitches about eight yards forward. Yeah. And it's like, what gear did he just hit? He just, he was running so fast and then went, oh, there's people near me. And is so far gone. I, Aaron Jones. He's been unbelievable this year. He he was the offensive player of the week this year uh, or this week. Um, he's he's stellar.
0: And Jamal Williams up until that point was the hero of the game. Aaron Rodgers and Williams on that connection, then all of a sudden Aaron Jones says like actually let's let's not just be tied.
1: Yeah, no, it's my Let's now. win.
0: Yeah. And oh, man, and you,
1: you, you we we'll, we'll get into this at the end of the this last Packers yep. drive, but
0: Aaron, Aaron Jones has showed special. you has showed you what he can do in space which the whole idea of the Packers run game is to get Aaron Jones into space. Yep. And with Devontae Adams out, the idea in the pass game now seems to be to get Aaron Jones into space as well. Yeah. Option option B there is becoming very, very dangerous. Um, Third and five Packers last drive.
1: Um, you know they were talking about what? What do we? What do we run to get this first down? What do we do? We need a first down here, and the consensus between Rodgers and Lafleur was throw it to Jones, just get the ball to Jones. And so they run a little pass short, a little short out to Aaron Jones, picks up eight yards. You know he he's become not just a dominant weapon in the the run game, but a dominating weapon in the pass game. Spread out wide in the slot,
0: working out of the backfield, all of it. Chiefs get the ball back, of course. At this point. They need to touch down to tie. Field goal isn't going to do them any good. When they get the ball back, there's eight minutes and two seconds left in the ball game, which you're thinking like, okay, that's a lot of time left on the clock. Yeah. And the Chiefs get a first down You know, real quickly. They get a first down within within the first minute of this drive or thereabouts. And so they start slowing down a little bit, Mm -hmm. thinking we're going to grind this drive down. And immediately the Packers' defense makes a third-and-three stand. and A nice play by chance It's all of it. You know, one of the reasons that that McCoy fumble was so important is that Reed didn't put him on the field again. Yeah. So you've got Damian Williams who, like, no offense, Damian Williams, but you're just not shading McCoy. Yeah. Third-and-three at their own 40-yard line. you are know, driving for a touchdown. Trying with, to kill clock. With more than five minutes left. Yeah. Like, that's a LaShawn McCoy situation. Yeah. But instead, you have to, you know, look for Kelsey Sullivan on the coverage. Shout out, Chandon Sullivan. And so, Colquitt has to punt the ball away. And with five minutes and four seconds left on the clock, Kansas City has to be thinking we're going to get the ball back. Yeah, The Packers are going to come out in I-form or something and just run the ball up the middle. Uh, The Packers ran the ball up the middle, except Aaron Jones decided, that, uh, that they were going to win the game. So Jones up the middle for six. Jones up the middle for two. Jones off right tackle for four, first down. That has taken down under three minutes. Jones off the right end for nine. Bashad Breeland, I think, got hurt on that play, mm-hmm. and they had to take their timeout at 2.52. Jones up the middle for five on second and one. Timeout number two by Kansas City. First and 10 at the 28. Jamal Williams comes in up the middle for two. And then Aaron Jones comes right back in after catching his breath three yards. Two-minute warning hits, second and five. And Aaron Rodgers throws it out to Aaron Jones on the uh, the sideline. That's the thing about Jones at this point is that if you split him out, if you just send the linebacker out after him, you're, you're doomed. Co- you're done. You're cooked. You're finished. And that's that's what they did all
1: game is they just they spread him out wide. They motioned him out of the backfield. They threw that linebacker with him, and just he just ran him to death. There was no one who could keep up with him. You're done if you line up a middle linebacker over.
0: So the Packers, with the seven-point lead, got the ball back with five minutes and four seconds to go and killed the game. Yeah, and we've seen that a couple times this year. Yep,
1: is them getting the ball, you know, with seven minutes left, with five minutes left, and just putting together one heck of a drive and killing the rest of the game.
0: I think the biggest story, and we'll touch on this more later, is just how much smarter. And how much more personalized this offense yeah. is for the personnel, yeah, this year, the players that are on the field and touching the ball are getting the ball in situations that play to their strengths, yes, which I don't know, apparently that's difficult, yeah, <laughs> you know? apparently it is, but you yeah, know I, I, I grant you it is very difficult in fact sure. but the fact that last year i could be sitting at a table going like the problem with this offense is that players are not getting the balls in positions that maximize their strength yeah like i'm a guy at a table <laughs> saying sure. that last year so like clearly it's it's observable to other people but i think actually finding the way to do it took took a different philosophy and that's it's so it's so refreshing because it's not as if the it's not as though the Packers were coming into this year as world beaters or, or looking at the team, like you're not scared of them. Exactly. Sure. You're scared of them for the exact same reasons. You've always been scared of them. Is that Aaron Rodgers is going to do things to you. Yeah. But you don't know if the defense is any good. You don't know if these new free agents are any good. You don't know if the head coach is any good. You honestly don't have a lot of ideas as to whether or not like this team is going to like each other or get along or anything. Yeah, And, at least through eight weeks. That's the best case scenario. Oh, how this could have gone absolutely. And and you know, seven
1: and one. You, you look at the season in quadrants. You know, in, in quadrants of four games, every team wants to go three and one in each quadrant. You'll end up twelve and four. That's a dang good year. Teams ahead of schedule now. Yep, they lost one game in their their first quadrant. They haven't. They didn't lose a second. And that's they didn't lose one in that second quadrant. You know, so they're they're seven and one. This is as good as this team could really be. Um, this has been. A best case scenario for for the team gelling you know everybody that gets interviewed from this team talks about how happy they are how much fun they're having playing this year and how much fun the locker room is and um, there's a, a, a quote the other day I think it was from Tremont Williams talking about the music that they play on, during practice is that last year it was uh, just whatever was on the radio and now it's yep. tailored podcasts and or not podcasts, playlists and if they, they, have, <laughs> they have a group chat running with the coaches on what songs to add to the playlist and stuff. And yeah, I this- want to
0: talk to you about that article after we take a break. Yeah. because I, I, I thought that article was, had a bunch of important stuff in it. Uh, but we are going to take a break. Uh, before we go, I want to remind you that we are the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we never tweet at our Twitter account, which is at CheeseCagoland. I tweet about Penn High School Athletics on my personal Twitter account because I cover them for my job. It's at MP Fleshman. You're at Uh You occasionally tweet there. Yeah, never really about anything. Nope. Um, again, I was... You're, you're at Mellumsetter. Zeder. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to work on my New Zealand accent, and I'll never check in with any of you again as to how it's going. Sure. Um, but yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. It's Cheeseheads in Chicago. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellum setter We love the weather outside. Um, it's beautiful. B- Before we get to this article that I wanted to talk about, uh, about the Packers' extreme makeover, everyone got haircuts. Uh, I and wanted to talk eyelashes done. a bit about the, uh, the Packers' roster moves. Nothing happened at the trade deadline involving the Packers, uh, but there were a couple of roster moves. Evan Bayless got released evan bayless has just been unproductive for the packers who have people coming back off of ir in the persons of jay sternberger and ibrahim campbell they also have uh tremont smith who uh returns kicks and he will be doing that in place of the also released darius shepherd yeah i'd, I'd expect the Packers to bring shepherd
1: and bayless back onto the practice squad um I, 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 yeah I de- shepherd will clear waivers
0: and bayless yeah.
1: most likely will yeah um yeah, neither of them have showed enough for any other team to pick them up, so I'd assume they, they make it back to the practice squad, um, but Tremont Smith back, it's the kick and punt return duties uh, under his belt, um, we'll see what the, the move is regarding Ibrahim uh, Campbell or Raven Green, you know, off the physically unable to perform in the, the IR later, because um, I think this team needs secondary help.
0: Yeah, right now, of course, they've been slowly working Robert Tanyan back to health, it's mm-hmm. Still, kind of unclear what happened to him. He landed on his uh, his side and has disappeared from the Packers' uh, active roster for a while. Yeah, he made that one terrific play and then was was out the rest mm-hmm. of the game after that. So, no no real idea what happened to him. But without Bayless behind him, you have to be thinking the Packers are either anticipating the return of Devonte Adams or Jay Sternberger. Mm-hmm. But the secondary right now, yeah, they could use they could use a little bit of help. Will Redmond, I like him, he's fine. But uh, Darnell Savage is back, and that's very important um i want to get right to this this article that was published on the ringer by robert mays on october 24th so this this came out just a couple of days before sunday's game and it goes over some of the some of the really incredibly basic stuff Mm -hmm. that a coaching change and a change of team personnel did for the packers yeah and some of this stuff Matt it's it's so basic that it it's it's almost it continues to baffle me how Mike McCarthy held on to his job for so long when you hear about some of the incredibly basic stuff that that was kind of left by the wayside or never thought about it it just seems i'm rambling but i want to put like a a a bullet point on sure. top of this i want to put a chapter heading on it okay and I think that chapter heading is that i don't think mike mccarthy gave a shit about what his players thought no i don't think so either and that's not gonna work no you
1: know a work a workplace a workplace environment's going to be more productive if everyone's excited to be there and you know is 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 having a nice time while they're there you know there's this quote from this article about how like they weren't playing like rap music last year they're playing like the madden soundtrack
0: yeah, the the Alexander quote is, uh, um, is we was not playing rap music like that last year. We were playing like the Madden soundtrack, which uh, is hilarious.
1: He, uh, he follows it with, "I was like, this ain't gonna get nobody hyped. What are they doing?" Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and that's the that's the culture shift. Is Zadarius and Preston Smith showed up to work out, and there was nothing playing. And so they talked to Matt Lafleur. and were like, hey, can we play this song? And he was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? And now there's, you know, like a group chat where they keep track of what needs to be added to the playlist. And, you know, there's a a whole culture where the coaches are excited to be talking with the players. The players are excited to be, you know, together. They're excited to build stuff, simple stuff like playlists that they work out to together. You know, just small things like that are, you know, culture building and, and morale building and... It's not just how do you play on the field. It's how do you get along with everyone in the locker uh-huh. room. How do you trust everyone?
0: Another small thing is that around the, the practice facility and around the, the stuff that these players are around all the time, everything on the walls was from the Packers glory days. Players and people that were young old enough now to be these current Packers' parents or grandparents. Yeah, They replaced them with photos of the modern era Packers. Yeah. Weird. With guys that they recognize. With guys that they recognize, with guys that they know, with themselves. Yeah. In some cases. This is incredibly simple
1: stuff. Yeah. Baseline stuff. It's baseline. I mean, I get that, you know, there's the special history to the Packers, but there's the whole Packers Hall of Fame in the building for that. Yeah. Where Where the players are hanging out. We can decorate that for them. Oh, yeah, do that for the fans. Do the history stuff for the fans. Yeah. You can preach the history stuff, you know, week one when they come in, say, you know, this is a storied franchise. But everybody in the NFL knows they're a storied franchise. They know the history of this team. It's, it's not about showing them the history, it's about showing them what the foundation of them is. You know, it's, it's about building that morale.
0: Yeah. Dave Bakhtiari says, when I first got here, this looked more like a museum in the offensive line room. In the offensive line room, you know, they have their own little conference room where yeah. they do their little thing. The two pictures hanging up were Forrest Gregg and Jerry Kramer. <sighs> now, no disrespect on the names of Forrest Gregg no. and Jerry Kramer, but get out of here. They were great. But Go away. Put Tauscher
1: up there. Put, put Balaga up there. Well, He's what they did is they
0: put po- photos of the five starters. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Weird. Frustrating. Yeah, um, another major component of this article is that Brian Gutekunst's free agent philosophy is not—it's not radically different. They're not remaking this team via free agency every minute of every day. Yeah. They made major moves this offseason on the defense with the Smiths and the Amos. Yeah, but they'll tell Gutekunst says straight up that like their pitch to these guys and these guys say it too. Like, what brought me to Green Bay was that they offered the right money. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, come to the storied franchise and play on the hallowed field where Vince Lombardi was once the man who scared people. It was, we'll pay you more. We'll pay you more. Real simple. We know
1: you don't really want to be in Green Bay. Yeah. But you're going to love it when you get here, and we'll pay you more. Yep. Um. And And here's the thing. You pay people more, they're probably going to work harder to get. In most cases. In most cases, you pay someone more, they're going to work harder. Yeah. And you, you pay these, because no one wants to be known as an overpay. No one wants to be known as someone who isn't worth the money they're being paid. They're going to work their ass off to get to that spot. And Serious and Preston Smith have been worth every single penny. Y- even if it was, you know, at the time, a little bit of an overpay.
0: And, um, yeah, immediately guys like the two Smiths are are, are serving as go-betweens, and, and the younger players are are looking up to them like, hey, you guys are, You've been in the league for four or five years. You've signed a free agent contract. You've done a bunch of stuff that I want to do. Yeah. As you know, a, as just you know, a, a imaginary unnamed <laughs> young Packers say, I don't know, second year promising looking cornerback or something. Sure. I'd be looking at Preston Zedarius, going like, you've done a lot of stuff in the league that I want to
1: do. Well, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what Rashawn Gary's doing. Mm-hmm. Is you know, Rashawn Gary's become close with Zedarius and Preston's moms. You know, it's 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 become more than just a you know, you guys are, are the older guys in the team. I'll, you know, let you do what you want. I'll follow you. It's how do you help? How can you help me? I want to be you. How do you, how can, how can I reach what you've done? And you know, there's, there's this, a whole different mood in the the locker room after the games, in the post pressers,
0: in everything. You get down into the, uh, the bottom third of this article into the smaller details and the team goes out to meals together. And again, like you, we noticed at the end of last year and, and through this off season is that they took the core of this team, kept the one guy who was still good, and got rid of the rest of the guys who weren't. Yep. But who were spending a lot of time sort of monopolizing the culture of the Packers. Yeah. In Cobb and Matthews and Nick, Nick Perry, Perry and-, and Mike Daniels. Yeah. And they replaced them with uh, with new guys and that was my, my one question about about this article is that this article I love it and it seems like, you know, the actual physical material shit that this coaching staff and this general management group did to make the team better makes a lot of sense and is very effective. But some of this article reminds me a little bit of last year's Bears. Sure. In that like, oh, they're having fun again. Yeah. Like I think everybody's gonna have fun when yeah. you're winning. You know, and I th- think there's a matter of like the real you know the, the first challenge is can you walk in as a new head coach and, and get the team on your side? Yeah. LaFleur did that, but Matt Nagy did that too. Yeah. Second challenge is can you, you take that team that's on your side and maximize their talents? LaFleur's doing that. Nagy did that last year too. Yeah. He, I think
1: Matt Nagy got as much out of Mitch Trubisky as anyone yeah. will ever get out of Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he does. got
0: he got his money's worth. And so the real challenge now is there's still you know 16 more challenges this year sure yeah (laughs) can you win the next game can you win a playoff game and what can what how far can this team go but when he comes back to next training camp next year what's the attitude then all these guys are a year older maybe the season ends in deep frustration maybe it ends really well and everyone's happy with how it ended but you come back next year and you got to start over yeah like it can't be new again it's
1: not going to be new again no you have to keep that consistency. You have to keep that, you know, like LaFleur says: all gas, no break. You can't take your foot off the gas pedal. You know, into into next year, you have to keep that energy and keep that rolling. But eventually, that's gonna wear off. You know, uh, I I I think kind of in general, we hear this. You know, they're having fun,
0: they're excited with so many yeah. young teams. It can't just be based on energy. I think is my no. biggest thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I won't name names, but you know, there's definitely like we. In Indiana high school football, we know of a couple of football coaches who, you look at their coaching record, it's you know they've been at five different schools in the in their twenty year career. They have a four year window. Yeah, they come in, they turn around a team. Everyone loves them. Everyone's psyched up. It's all energy, all the time. All energy, all the time. Then year three, and then year four, and then everyone's sick of it. Yeah. Then they pop up at a new place and do the exact same thing. Yeah. And you know that to me is like. I think the way that you prevent that from happening is you have that accountability and you find a way to maintain focus and build good habits that aren't just about like, you know, we're just going to like, you know, we're just going to run the engine in the red until we run out. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem to be the team's attitude this year. No. You know, I look at the Patriots, like somehow like they're still fired up after running the same four plays for the last century yeah
1: the same the, <laughs> the same for running out running out running out yep. on a deep post done scored touchdown. yeah yeah they're on like their 18th running back yeah doesn't matter yeah <laughs> personnel changes yep. it doesn't matter
0: yeah it's, they just go know. out and win like that's yeah. You know, as much as the patriots are the evil empire but like if you're a spoiled spoiled brat like me who wants who likes football teams that win and want to see a you know, pack game pack Packers team that I root for be yeah. perennially successful for the next decade. Like the question is, how do you get it? You know, everyone wants to have an answer for that, and yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what Matt Lafleur's answer to it
1: is, and whether or not it's correct or not. I I think such a big part of it is in that second year is coming out and being successful, and you know what we've seen with this Bears team is they've come out and flopped. And I think that if you know this this Bears team came out and was good through week four, you know it was four and oh, it was three and one, there's a certain type of energy about that,, you know? yep. but if you know this Packers team comes out and all of their their looks that they played last year they're not, now they're all scouted, and they don't come out and they come out and they don't change a single thing and everyone knows the play before it's coming, and they just get beat down that fun and that energy can't carry over you know but if you're winning a few games you're getting started on a hot foot it kind of does there's this excitement building just from winning and winning and winning unless you win too much i guess maybe i
0: don't know then and also you know the the, the double doink last year for the bears destroyed <sighs> matt nagy yeah it it, it it made him it into him. a different person it ruined him <laughs> and that's very funny but also it's kind of sad that i bet that that he dreams of that every single night Oh, it's it seems to torture him. It really does seem to torture him, which is again sad but also funny. Not much not much to talk about in snap counts for this game. No. What you really have to talk about is a couple of really sneaky low-key drive stopping plays by the Packers defense. One crucial turnover forced by the Packers defense and two of the Stupidest throws I've ever seen yeah. anyone
1: make. Yeah. Two uh, of the craziest. Yeah.
0: Just the best best throws and then Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah. I, I think there is one thing that's worth pointing out is uh yeah. Alan Lazard led the wide receiver group in snaps. You know, I, I think that he's kind of he's really ascended over the last couple weeks. He's yep. really kind of found his slot. I don't know if he's a true, you know, number two option or anything, but he's played really well in, in Devontae Adams' absence. Right? He's so mean. He's mean,
0: he's aggressive, he, he can do it all. Yeah, I was talking to my dad last night, and you know, my my dad a, a great Packers fan, and you know, he, he he's one of those guys who really wanted Jake Kumro to be successful, mm-hmm. but then like Alan Lazard has kind of stolen his stolen his heart a little bit. Yeah, and that like, you know, we we're both just like, wow, he's mean. He's mean. He's, he's really he's mean. He's tough. Yeah, he's excited to catch the ball
1: and then smack you in the face.
0: Yeah, that that kind of thing is is yeah, you know, I I. I'd like to see I'd like to see Jake Kumaro do that too because uh, you know, Alan Lazard pretty big. Jake Kumaro not small. No, is like six four two yeah. something. you know he he's
1: he's big too. Lazard's just Lazard's almost got a tight end body. He's so big.
0: Alex Light had to spell both Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga in this game. Whatever's going on with Belaga seemed to be in the hand area. Yeah, which um, I don't think anyone's too worried about it some sort of tape job or split that they, you know, immobilizer that they could not quite get taped up. Um, He ended up coming back, so it's not a worry. When, it's the thing about Alex Light, when he comes in, he's kind of like Lucas Patrick or, I don't know, Alan Lazard, in that he plays really mean.
1: Yeah, he's fine. Like, as
0: soon as they brought him in, they, like, ran straight up the middle. Yeah. and, (laughs) And just called these plays that, like, let a guy come into the game and immediately not have to face a... Pass rush. Yeah, just pull over guys. Just get them on yeah. their back foot, and then you can throw when they're a little bit scared of you. Uh, shout out to Tyler Lancaster who forced that fumble on one of his eleven snaps on defense. That's a that's good a good time, time play. Uh, Kyler Fackrell got more snaps than Rashawn Gary. Um, I actually like that against the Chiefs. I think it'll vary because uh, you can you can fool Rashawn Gary. Yeah, because he's a rookie who goes too fast. Yeah. And that that's just that's an easy calculus. I'd rather that R- Rashawn Gary were better than Kyler Fackrell get those snaps. Yeah. Um, Kyler Fackrell still his his brain. You can watch his brain turn off at times. Yeah. He had a free run at Matt Moore mm-hmm. in the backfield. Matt Moore like did a thing, made the only move that I've ever seen Matt Moore make yeah. on the football field, and Kyler Fackrell stopped. Yeah. Kyler. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. And and. More missed him. You know, it yeah. Was, it was a, it wasn't like a plus play for Kansas City, but Fackerel could have just put him down flat if yeah. he would have just not, just ignored the fact that like a 36 year old journeyman quarterback just showed him a move. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> shimmied a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It's just, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just, you'd watch it happen. Like Fackerel just sort of like went blue screen for yeah. a second. Like, what should I do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, three three five look throughout this game in in uh you need speed to play against the Chiefs. So Amos and Savage, Redmond, a little bit Alexander King, Williams, and Sullivan. Tremont uh, Williams was the only you know, Kevin King did as good as I think any non star cornerback, which that's kind of my read on King this year. Is that man? He's a good non-star yeah, player.
1: he's a great number two cornerback. Yep. You know, he he's not a superstar. He's not Jair Alexander, but he's
0: he's more than fine. He's he's very good. Yep. He he'll get beat sometimes. He'll win some matches. Uh, yeah. Williams Williams had the only real mistake of mm-hmm. the day on that hands to the face mm-hmm. penalty on a third down and eight. That sucked. But uh, that's that's your uh, your snap counts. The the entire week in the NFL was. Uh, it was a pretty good week. Yeah, it really was. Uh, the Vikings are, are rolling currently. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, They're putting a lot of, you know, they're right there in the NFC North. They're going to put pressure on the Packers. If you look at what's coming up for the Vikings, which I'm doing right now, they have at Chiefs, at Cowboys, and then Broncos, Seahawks. So they have a fun four-game stretch coming up. Uh, compare that to the Green Bay Packers who schedule live looking at right now Packers are at the Chargers and then at home against the Panthers and then at the 49ers and at the Giants that's a better schedule in the next quadrant for Green Bay than it is for Minnesota yeah that Niners game will that be the Niners tough, game will but, be very uh, tough
1: you know Chargers haven't been great this year it'll probably be a mess Melvin Gordon's been out, a holdout all year um, before he comes back um, he, he started playing in week five he's been pretty limited and um, 12 rushes, 8 rushes, 16 rushes and 8 rushes. Um so he you know he hasn't been super effective this year. He hasn't been been playing a whole bunch. I wouldn't expect him to get a ton of touches uh against this Packers team and and just for what it's worth without uh Derwin James this Chargers defense isn't isn't anything special either. So should be a win next uh, next week for the Green Bay Packers, but uh you know everybody gets paid to play the game. So yeah, yeah there's the, they're, they're plenty there's no, good.
0: There's no one on the Chargers who's not currently in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it would be our point there. Uh, Seahawks beat the Falcons. Uh, Falcons are 1-7 and seven now, and everyone on that team is going to get fired, including Dan Quinn. Including Dan Quinn. And uh, Matt Bryant got released. He Couldn't make some field goals. Oh, well, jeez. Yep. What a way to do it for a guy like that. Been I know. for a. However many years. I know, you're one in seven. (laughs) Who cares? A new new field goal kicker ain't gonna fix your problems. No jerks. Uh, The Bills lost to the Eagles. Eagles came in on the road and beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, God, the what are the Eagles? Are they good? They're good, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think they're
1: fine. Carson Wentz is great. Um, Their offense has been able to be fine uh, despite you know guys popping in and out of there. Alshon Jeffrey's an all right wide receiver. Miles Sanders has been great out of the backfield. He's finally started to find a rhythm. Um, so
0: they'll, they'll be okay. I think they'll make the playoffs and they'll make a push. We're gonna come back to the next score on the list. However, the Lions beat the Giants. They snuck past them. Uh, Lions are three and three and one at the moment. Uh, don't discount them quite yet. They're in. They're inconsistent, <sighs> yeah. but there, there's talent there. Definitely. The Titans beat the Buccaneers, and the Titans are getting. Getting the ship right at the Buccaneers had four turnovers from Jameis Winston. I I can't say enough how much this guy does not belong in the NFL. No, like the the XFL is calling, sir. Yeah, that, that twenty seven thousand
1: dollars salary is calling, Jameis. Yeah, uh, this this can't go
0: on. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, we can't be forced to watch this. No, it's it's really bad. Um it's the the Colts beat the Broncos 15-13 in what was most likely the most exciting game ever to happen. Uh the Rams beat the Bengals. Um we're going to have to find a new guy for our Mendoza line for quarterbacks because Andy Dalton's benched yep after Ryan, this game. Ryan Finley will be the new Bengals uh quarterback. But we'll see what that is. We'll see what that is. He was good in the preseason.
1: Yeah, he was good in the preseason. Uh Daniel Jeremiah, uh a good NFL guy. Uh compares him to Jared Goff, so only God knows what that means,
0: too. So oh, what is Jared Goff? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, really. Uh, he threw 17 times for 370, or threw 17 completions for 372 yards against the Bengals. Uh, you might want to have had to, you might want to have had a defense in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, the Saints in Drew Brees' return beat the Cardinals. Uh, Drew Brees. Good. I like him. He's yeah, very he's good. good. Uh, thirty-four for forty-three, three hundred and seventy-three yards and three touchdowns. Man, um, I well, Sean Payton it's got a bit of an Andy Reid in him. Yeah, in that look at what they did to go four and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Five and 0. Five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Look at what they did. To, yeah. they didn't. They, they didn't have Teddy Bridgewater thrown forty three times for no. three hundred
1: seventy three yards. Even and also with with Alvin Alvin Kamara, yeah. you know, it's it's they were missing some big time playmakers, and it didn't matter at all. They
0: were they were just fine. They ran a a different offense. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, Michael Thomas is really good down there. As well. He's he's incredible. Uh, Minshew and the Jaguars beat the Jets. Uh, Gardner Minshew the second is uh is very good. He threw three touchdown passes. You got something happening down there in Jacksonville. He's They're a poorly run franchise. Yeah, they'll mess it a up. Good quarterback. Oh yeah, they will.
1: They will mess it up. It will up. be
0: spectacular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they got Minshew and DJ Chark and it's a
0: great combination, but they will find a way to blow it all up. How about this run for the 49ers? Yeah. they, they beat Washington in Washington on in a swimming pool, mm-hmm. nine to nothing. Previous to that they played in Los Angeles. The Rams beat them twenty to seven. Uh, they got to the Panthers and beat them 51 13 this week. So they're just sort of happy to play whatever. They'll play whatever game. kind of game they need to play. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's been
1: uh, incredible this year, coaching that team. His, his offense, you know, Matt LaFleur uh, related kind of guy. You yeah. know, they run a very similar system. Matt LaFleur uh, worked under Kyle Shanahan for a while in Washington. Um, They're familiar with each other. That'll be a big matchup. The uh, Niners, Packers, uh, but this Niners team,
0: just really, really, really good. Patriots beat the Browns twenty-seven to thirteen. That game was over in four minutes. Game was ugly. That was terrible. That was awful. Browns are embarrassing. At one point, the Browns had turnovers on three straight snaps. Freddie Freddie Kitchens is circling the drain, if I yeah. might make a pun. Um, the Texans beat the Raiders twenty-seven to twenty-four after Deshaun Watson escaped the tackle. Got kicked in the face. Readjusted his helmet. Covers his eye with one hand. (laughs) And threw a touchdown pass to Fels.
1: To Uh, win uh, win the game.
0: Unbelievable. Telling you about Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's really good. I am mentioning Deshaun Watson. And the Steelers beat the Dolphins. Um, Mason Rudolph. I don't know if this guy has a career as a starter in the NFL. But he has a few things that differentiates starters from backups. Yeah. And one of them is the ability to confidently throw on a rope to accurately to both sidelines. Yeah, and he can do it. Which is, yeah. Uh, he, he throws a couple of deep balls real well as well. He's he's not afraid. He's got a quick release. Uh, there, there are things that Mason Rudolph can do. He was uh, 20 of 36 for 251 with a couple of touchdowns. I know the Dolphins suck. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah is, but, but game still counts. All the same, yeah. Yeah, Mason Rudolph is is not a bad player. They're in Pittsburgh. Anyway, we got to get to uh kind of the the segment that we've added to Cheeseheads in <laughs> Chicago land, which wow. is uh just laughing at the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears find a new
1: way to lose a game. Well, no, it's the same way. No, they found the same they found, found the way. same
0: way. Uh the Chicago Bears I want to actually like know the exact specifics.
1: Uh um Bears lost 17 17- The 16th to the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: Yeah. So the Chicago Bears, with a minute 33 left in the game, are trailing 17-16 to the Los Angeles Chargers at Soldier Field. Now, at a certain point, the Chargers kicked a field goal to make it 16-10 Bears. On the next drive... Mitch Trubisky went deep right for Trey Burton. It was just an embarrassing throw. Cam Hayward picks it off. So, Chargers get it back. They miss a field goal. They can't do anything. They suck. They're trying to lose. They give the ball back to the Bears. Mitch Trubisky (laughs) is turning around and trying to run from the pocket, taking the ball from throwing position to a tuck and run position, and he just stopped holding it. Yeah, just lost it. He just he wasn't really touched. Like there was a lot of traffic around him. Yeah. But he just stopped holding on to the football. <laughs> like he was holding it
1: and then he let it go. Oh, yeah. And then it was on the ground and the yeah. Chargers got it. And
0: yeah, Melvin Ingram picked it up. And I'm I'm baffled. I, I it's just I was it's another one of those games where I'm watching this game just in disbelief.
1: Yeah. And, and they had another chance. Yeah. You know, they, they 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 turn the ball over two possessions in a row. They the Chargers score a touchdown. They're now down. The Bears are now down one. It's seventeen sixteen. They punt. They give the Chargers the ball back. The Chargers should have ended this game. They got the ball with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they go three and out and punt. It comes back to the Bears who find a way to get into field goal position. First and 10 at the 21. Incomplete short middle to Trey Burton. Second and 10. They throw deep left to Taylor Gabriel for 22 yards. They're in field goal position now. They're at the 43. That's where the drive, yeah, starts. The Chargers call their timeout. The Bears run the ball once. Chargers call timeout, stop the clock again. 53 seconds left. (laughs) 53 seconds left. The the Mitch Trubisky scrambles left, gets them into real decent field goal position. This is a 21-yarder. This is a 41-yarder now. And instead of... You have 43 seconds and a timeout left. Instead of trying to get closer, instead of throwing a short slant, you can't trust your quarterback enough. So if you want to run it, you've got, you got two plays to run it to get a little bit closer. A kneel down on first and ten. And can I tell you what makes this even more frustrating? Uh, you're going to say
0: this, the thing. I know what you're going to say. It's it's very frustrating.
1: Eddie Pinero goes, I didn't want it on that hash. I want it in the center. Huh. I told him that. Nothing happened, though. Uh. He didn't do anything to give it to where Pinero wanted it. I didn't want it on the hash. I wanted it in the center. Instead, they kneel. <laughs> Instead, they kneel on the hash where he doesn't want it force him to kick it you got 43 seconds in a timeout you can run two plays without even using the timeout in that time yep good you can, snap good hold you can run no, it, goal, no good wide left run you can you can run it to the right side off the a gap run it to the right side off the b wow. gap you're fine run it again the other way get it where he wants it
0: call your timeout kick the field goal i mean i don't i don't really at that point i don't care how bad you think your starting quarterback is but he's the he's the idiot who turned the ball over twice on two straight possessions. Yeah, your running back didn't. <laughs> no, run the football. Wasn't him. Like you're not just, an idiot. We need to run like, the football. You more. cannot. You cannot. As Matt Nagy had to do. You cannot stand up at the podium after that game and be like, uh, "Yeah, we weren't going to take any chances." Are you telling me that a handoff is now a chance? Apparently,
1: ah. uh, I mean, is is he referencing David Montgomery fumbling last week? He had 27 carries for 135 yards and a touchdown in this game. He didn't fumble. You did it. You had it. You know, that that five yards on one carry. You average five yards a carry. You run the ball. You pick up five yards. It's now a 36-yarder. It's basically a PAT. Easy money.
0: (sighs) It's very funny.
1: I mean, it's funny. It's it's so frustrating to watch bad football, though. It's frustrating to watch, like, dumb, stupid football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I it came into the year every every. Everyone was talking about the Bears were a Super Bowl contender. It's Super Bowl winners going to happen? No, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No. The one issue was not the kicker last year. It was the entire offense. Now they're scouted.
0: Looks out on you. Bye bye. That and I. I, what I've appreciated about the Bears this year is that they are baffling people who are paid a lot of money yeah. to analyze football. Like, when, you, when you've when you got a couple of people sitting in the booth on that game going like, shit, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, there's a lot of real talk happening yeah. at the end of that game. Oh. Like, man, I don't know. And on on Twitter, I see so not many... not sure what that was about. <laughs> I see
1: so many tweets, like, every couple days from, you know, football accounts that are like, Quoting an anonymous NFL scout, I can't understand how Mitch Trubisky is still playing. I can't understand why the Bears are not running the football. I can't understand why they're doing basically every single thing that they do. That's troubling. It's it's troubling, and we're already hearing the uh, the the seat heating up for Matt Nagy. Chicago fans, Chicago organization, not exactly a patient organization. So.
0: And again, like we we dwell on this a bit because yeah, you know, we we enjoy we enjoy dwelling on it. But yeah, no, I enjoy Bear the Spain. the the Ryan Pace legacy. Everyone was very very quick to be like, oh, you know, the the Ryan Pace era has begun. Let us sound the trumpets and wave the flags.
1: He's been there for a while. He
0: traded up to draft a quarterback who is the most obvious bust. Yeah, in the NFL, like we, I mean. I'm sorry, but we are talking Jamarcus Russell levels of of bad. At
1: least, at the very least, Jameis Winston level yeah. of bad. I, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Jameis is is Jamarcus Russell level bad, but Trubisky is is just getting
0: worse. The ball falls out of his hands. Yeah.
1: I mean, it just it's it's,
0: it's <laughs> like that to me was that to me was the deciding factor. Oh, you like, know, like, like when Shady McCoy is is running between the tackles with yeah. the ball a foot away from his body, like you don't see the field again in that game. Like, no. When you're just standing in the pocket trying to turn out and escape, and the, <laughs> you just straight up do not take the ball with you. Yeah, bad. You're done. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're finished.
1: Projected totals this season for, from ESPN based on Trubisky's season thus far. <laughs> 11 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Well, some of these plays too, like you know, you like a lot of people will be like, "Well, this is all Trubisky. Yeah. Sure, he sucks. I get he's it. All, the the he's play very, design is he's awful. very bad. Awful. But they're throwing to Adam Shaheen. Yeah, he's terrible. The, That's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing just, to you know, Trey Burton, who's he can barely move. He's yeah. so injured. Ellen Robinson is good and healthy,
1: and and z- zapped by being yeah." He can be triple covered on every play, and you're not—you're not, you're not going to hurt
0: your defense. Terik Cohen is so fast, he's able to teleport. Yeah, Come doesn't on. get used. Come on, I mean these schemes are awful. Like they have no draft picks. Like
1: the whole the draft pick that they traded to the Raiders has a chance to end up in the top ten now. Oh my sweet lord, Jesus! They, <laughs> if they if they continue at the pace they're on, that'll be a top ten pick. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that makes that Kalamak trade now look like the Raiders fleeced them. You know, I mean with where the Raiders have gotten to without Khalil Mack, a totally fine team that beat down on the Bears,
0: um, and you add in all those picks that the Bears gave up. And I'm not I'm not down on Khalil Mack. I'm not I'm certainly not saying like, hey, this guy is all of a sudden bad in fact no. very much the opposite, but you know, two or
1: three firsts and second rounders yeah. and third rounders, and, you know, basically giving up the next three
0: years of your, your team
1: future for Khalil Mack. He's
0: not worth that. Yeah, four tackles, one sack against the Chargers. That's fine. Chargers aren't fielding an offensive line right now. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> like it's they're... not all star numbers. He hasn't been electric. Yeah, and he, that was the one sack. They sacked Phillip Rivers once. Philip Rivers can't move. Phillip Rivers is slower than I am. He's a statue. It's It's. Like you cannot have that much money on the defensive line. Yeah. And let Phillip Rivers stand there. Yeah. It's you just it's, just,
1: it's baffling. Nope. I mean, the Packers have scored almost a hundred points more than the Bears have this year. Um, <laughs> uh, Minnesota's scored almost a hundred points more than the Bears have this year. I mean, it's just it's remarkable how bad this Bears team is.
0: That will do it. That's that's a good good spot to land. it is remarkable how bad the Chicago Bears are. Uh we'll be back next week to talk about packers at the chargers that's going to be the uh, the afternoon game on cbs so we get Nance and romo calling that i love tony romo he's he's a big fan of I tony really like romo. nance too i hated jim nance and phil sims i thought that was one of the worst broadcast tandems out there yeah. and, and it's because jim nance is uh jim nance is like a flat you know flat glass of diet coke <laughs> sure and I think it plays well with Tony yeah. Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo's Tony so Romo good has
1: breathed new life into it. it adds like a little bit of dynamic of yeah. of you know, it, it bounces off of Romo's crazy energy really yeah. well. I
0: and I think it was truly a matter of like I think Phil Sims was probably the worst color analyst yeah. working in a, in a in a, in a world that includes Troy Aikman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that was how bad Phil Sims was at that job. So that's yeah, Nan Nance and Romo are a lot of fun. Uh, Chargers coming up. We'll be back to talk about it. We are cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I'm Mike. That's Matt. I will be uh, be back doing basketball. So make sure to uh, make sure to, you know watch uh, watch basketball. Watch basketball. RRSN.com. I broadcast basketball there. I do the IU South Bend games and uh, tune in Globeradio.org. this Friday night. The Penn Kingsmen begin their postseason play against the Portage Indians. And that starts for, uh, if you're in the central time zone, that will start at 5.30. We have an hour-long pregame show because we like to talk about high school football. Kick-so- kickoff is at 6.30 if you're in the eastern time zone. Kickoff is at 7.30 if you're in other time zones. Kickoffs are happening at whatever time it is in your time zone. Uh, cheesehead of the week. Oh, I don't know. Aaron Jones <laughs> or Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah. Take your pick. Um, oh, my goodness. There's got to be one. It's got to be one of those guys and I'm torn. I think give it to Aaron Jones. All right, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, your cheesehead of the week. The game-winning touchdown yeah. from Aaron Jones, the the imp- the impossible magic trick touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, but uh Aaron Jones. you are the cheesehead of the week. We'll be back next week and until then, stay cheesy, baby. All right.
1: Look at that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bahamas. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not the lambs out. Hey man, you going swimming today? No, I ain't
1: gonna go swimming. Why not man? That water is too salty. Well, what did you come to the Bahamas for? Oh the girls! Oh the girls in
0: bikinis? Yeah, short little bikinis. Oh, okay.
1: Girls, 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 girls. Florida. Florida? Why don't you go to the Bahamas? Well,
0: it's last year my baby went and, well, she, she. Uh, uh, <coughs> my baby went to the Bahamas! <laughs> went to Egypt, on the Lamas! She had fun sitting by the ocean!